This is a Showbile podcast. Welcome to the first ever episode of Bucks on Nugs, a show where we discuss the hottest topics in sports and share our thoughts on who you should bet on for the upcoming sporting events. We'll have picks and discussions for everything from UFC to hockey and football, everything you want. And uh, sometimes our buddy DK here even gets feeling lucky and uh, we'll let you know who to bet on and things like ping pong and that. And uh, speaking of DK here, uh, why don't we uh, just introduce ourselves and uh, we'll start with you, DK, and get over to uh, producer Stewie J thereafter and then come back to me. So what's going on, guys? This isn't the first podcast I've been a part of. I'm on also on a podcast that I run called the Young Buck Bets Podcast. I'm known as the Young Buck Bets. I do a lot of stuff on socials. I throw gambling picks every single night. Like they said, I throw degenerate picks. I bet on the NBA, NHL, college basketball, tennis, soccer. You name a sport, I will gamble on it, and I love to do it. So I'm hoping that throughout this, you guys can get my perspective, and also I can hand out some winners. Right on. How about you, Stewie J? Prod Stewie J here. I have to apologize early, just in case. Um, it sounds like I don't know how to speak English because I'm a little bit of a blender right now. Fucking um, attended a little soiree, if you will, last night. And uh, guys hung over as fuck. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know those ones when you you drink before you have a ride home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll figure out later type deal. And then so I pulled one of those. Ended up sleeping in a in a chair with my feet up on the on the coffee table. Was comfortable enough for about an hour. Moved to the floor, and then between the floor and the chair, I think I got a total of about uh, four hours of sleep last night. So I hit a nap midday. Woke up. These boys were already ready to go. So I'm in, I'm in a little bit of a pretzel, but I hope we can get this done. And uh, I apologize if it sounds like uh, uh, I don't know how to speak English or I'm eating my tongue. But <laughs> that's what happens when you live in the life, right? Exactly. It's good for you. Yeah. You didn't have a good sleep, especially if you're fucking checking the blood alcohol level uh, calculator dot net at 8 a.m. <laughs> I was say, you know you're in trouble when your two options to sleep are the floor and a chair with the coffee table. That's that's what that's when you know you're in trouble. I mean, there was a couch offered to me upstairs, but I, I, I'm I'm the type of guy to avoid awkward social interaction. So I don't want the parents coming down. The first thing they see is a fucking 21 year old on their couch. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> They're, they're, they're cool and all, but I just didn't want them. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to be the, I don't want to have to say a uh, good morning and everything to them while I'm sleeping <laughs> on their couch. Absolutely hammered. So I love it. Yeah. That pretty much sums up Stewie J there. Just uh, sleeping on people's couches, uh, couch surfing on a bender every weekend. Uh, <laughs> pretty much sums it up right there. But yeah, I was thinking uh, maybe we start this conversation off with a little bit of hockey talk and just dive right into it. So uh, you guys are big Leaf fans. I'm a big Sense fan. So a little rivalry there. And uh, I don't know how I'm feeling too much about that uh, Matthews 50th, but he's trying to do his uh, best Heatley impression there. What were you thinking of that uh, 50th goal Matthews got there a few nights ago? So, like, yeah, last night, you know what? It's funny. It's one of those things where when he rolled into the arena and it's at home and he's at 49, like, there was no doubt in my mind he was going to get 50. I didn't care how he did it. You could see the boys in the first couple. I don't know if you guys watched the game. You could see the boys in the first couple periods force-feeding him the puck every power play they're looking for him everything whatever everybody wanted him to get 50 but the thing is to me I don't know how you feel but I know you're a uh, Leafs fan too Suey, but 50 is not even the number I think he should be excited for like I yeah. personally think it should yeah. be 60 yeah he could probably do that for I was sure I'm gonna say I think he gets 60 
50 is a great number. I've never seen someone score 50 in my lifetime with the Leafs. I think they said the last time was what, 89 or was it 99? Yeah, Chuck? it's going back. It's going back. I mean, it's been a long time. So my thing is, is like the 50 is a great number, but I loved his quote after the game where he's like, you know what, 50 is great, whatever, but I got a job to do here. There's still work to be done. This and that. He's going after the Rick Vive number. He wants 55, and then after that, he's going to want 60. It's great to watch as a Leafs fan. We've never, I've never ever watched somebody. You could say Matt Sundin, whatever. I've never had a player that's had this much talent and dominated game in, game out like Austin Matthews does in a Leafs yeah. jersey. It's awesome to watch. Truly, you could tell right away as soon as he went back to the bench. He got the standing O, and the guy didn't even have the littlest. Rel- like reaction to the slightest so like he was he was stone cold right from the jump i think he had the he's going for the mamba mentality jobs not finished approach well, what's so. like what was the score of that game seven to three or something and it was wasn't it an empty netter i didn't actually watch the game there netter, but it was yeah. an, an empty net so that might have been part of the reason why his celly wasn't uh fired up as it was but they were throwing stuff on the ice i honestly i personally thought he was gonna do a little curtain call i thought he was gonna stand up give a little wave but like the more and more I watch it, I loved watching him just sit there. That's that's the Matthews mantra from second one to now. He's been stoic. He barely shows any emotion, really. The most emotion he showed is cross-checking Darlene right in the mouth. That was yeah. the most emotion he's shown since he's been a Leaf. I loved it. I love it. I love the Mamba mentality. I love the, you know what, if we don't win in the first round this year, then who the fuck cares if I scored 70, right? Like, he doesn't, I love that mentality. I think it'd uh, almost be nice to see him show a little more emotion, though. Like, I'm thinking back of the playoffs last year against the Habs there when there's a little scrum behind the net. And instead of, you know, getting, oh, getting involved with Ben Schrott and dropping the gloves or whatever, you know, maybe not drop the gloves, but at least uh, fire some push and shoves back. But uh, he's turning around looking at the refs uh, laughing there. So I'd like to see him show a little bit more passion, at least hopefully when it comes playoff time, because... Uh, they're having a rough time getting past that first round, uh, like you were saying there. Do you think this is the year they can do that? Or, well, dude, they've got—I mean, they got Tampa or Florida in front of them, right? So, I, I mean, I don't know. Florida. I was watching before I napped, right? I was watching uh, Devils Panthers. Devils were up six-two. I think I sent you the score update, yeah. guy. Oh, uh, what do you know? It. Going to third period, six-two. <laughs> jinxed it, seven-six overtime win, Florida. So, like, even when they look down, there's still a wagon at the end of the day. I think. Uh, by the way, a little bit of a, a tangent, but Jack Hughes is disgusting certified per per bucks on nucks. Uh, Jack Hughes is an animal. He still gets like way too much hate. I think the only people that uh, actually truly realize he's he, he's a superstar now is uh, his fantasy owners, including myself. He looks fucking great out there. But and I only watched like half the game and every shift he was doing something special. But yeah, Florida, Florida and Tampa are both going to be like awful matchups for the Leafs I think they can get it done like obviously they have a chance everyone has a chance but I think they're definitely they're not favored in either of those matchups no I don't think so either and I think they have a bet like this might sound crazy people might be like oh they're the best team in the league they got the best goal I think you got a better shot against Tampa Tampa plays more up and down they're not as heavy it's more of a on the rush game you can go back and forth with them Florida plays heavy, man. When you watch Florida, they finish every check. They run guys over. Their defense are big. Like, they do everything right. If I'm a Leafs fan right now, which I am, I want to play Tampa. If I had to pick between the two, I want to play Tampa. As crazy as that sounds, you're going against Vasilevsky. You're going against Hedman. You're going against Stamkos. Like, you're going against the whole NHL All-Star team, basically, with Tampa. But I think that suits the Leafs better than the Florida matchup. Florida just plays too heavy for what the Leafs do. Like, what are you going to do? Put Simmons and Kyle Clifford in your lineup and then just be like, yeah, we can play heavy. Like, it just doesn't work like that, right? Like, they're not skilled enough to get it done in the playoffs. 
I don't like either matchup, but if I had to pick one, it'd be Tampa, and I I would hope that it goes six seven, and we have we come out of there. But it's it's tough, man, as a Leafs fan, because you just when when could we go back and be like, yeah, we were great then, not in my lifetime. Yeah, I think Florida's going to be a little more hungry for it too. Like Tampa, I wonder what is that two in a row now they've won? Are they going to be as hungry this year? Probably like you know nearly as good, but uh, after you win two in a Stanley Cups in a row, there it might. Uh, some of the players might not be as hungry as the Florida Panthers are going to be, who have been a pretty bad franchise for a long uh, period of time. And all of a sudden they're one of the best contenders in the whole league. So I could yep. see them uh, wanting it a lot this year, but then again, the Leafs, they're going to be hungry too, man. They can't, you know, get past the first round. They're probably going to be the hungriest team. We said there, that but... for five, five years now. Yeah. yeah. Well, you need guys like Matthews and Marner to step up. Like, would they get a combined two points in the playoffs last year there? And like Marner's yeah. throwing uh, pucks over the glass. And yeah, that was, uh, you know, <laughs> not the yeah. best look there for, for the least. I don't know if it's a curse or what it is, but you look on paper and they should have what it takes to get it done. But every year it's the same shit. Yeah, it is. It's between the goal. And you know what the thing is, is this year too. It's like, we're going in the playoffs. I could sound as confident as I want. If Jack Campbell tweaks something, we're fucked. Like yeah. we are fucked. And well, you know he's what? been having injury problems already, right? Like he's not his even whole career. Back There's yeah. nothing to say that he's not going to come back and tweak his groin, tweak a knee, do this, do that. I understand he was the an all star this year. He played great the first half, but if you look at his numbers from post all star break to when he got hurt, they were atrocious. Guy like an eight eighty save percentage, eight seventy save percent. You can't win, especially in the playoffs. Like you can't win like that. I just. It's tough. They're they're thin at goalie. They're kind of thin on defense. I like the Giordano out at the deadline, but I just don't know. I don't know if that's enough. Management's str- like stressing. They're you get they've got to be sweating because they had a chance to get it done last year. Obviously, they should have. Yep. Columbus the year before in the little play in when the, when they had the bubble going, and then even before that, they were in tight series. I mean, they went six games, I believe, with Washington the one year, and then and then uh, against Columbus. And Montreal, they should. They were favored to win. They should have won both those series. But and now you're going into a first round where it's like do or die for Leafs Nation, right? Like it's like you failed like ten years in a row. You better you know get it done this year. But now now you're going in where you're definitely not the favorite. I mean, I think we're all in agreement here that we'd rather play Tampa than than Florida. It seems like, but but either way, like it's crazy to say that Florida is a deeper team than Tampa. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah, they're they're. they're... Both uh, pretty stacked, but uh, that's what I, I don't mean. know. Actually, I don't know, man. That's tough to say. Like uh, they got Vasilevsky in Tampa there. Yeah, He's, that's uh, right too. That's right too. But you need a great goalie to win a Stanley Cup. And, yeah, uh, Vasilevsky's probably the best in the biz. Florida just looks so gross to me. And when they were going through a stretch there, with the, and I guess even tonight when they scored seven, they do they, they put up like numbers like six, seven, eight. I think they had nine the one night. Like, dude, they're they're. <laughs> They're six. Stu sent me a picture uh, earlier today. They were, uh, who was it, near New Jersey? They're playing, and yeah. uh, New Jersey was up, what, 6 2? And he's like, oh, it's an underdog uh, day, boys. Underdogs are going to take it tonight. I feel the air today. And then he sends a snap like half an hour later. It's like 7 6, Florida. <laughs> that was classic. Yeah, Florida scares me. I don't know why Florida scares me, but Barkoff, Huberto is, is, uh, I mean, it's crazy to say, but I think he's still one of the most underrated players in the league. But uh, everyone knows he's a superstar, but he's even beyond that. I think he has like 70-something assists already. And and uh, when they get Ekblad back too, and yeah. they got Giroux and Sherratt. Sherratt looked yeah. really good today. Um, they man, did a lot at the deadline. Exactly. Like they, they just look, they just, I don't know. 
Florida looks really scary to me, and Tampa's Tampa. So, like, who are we thinking for Stanley Cup? Then we got we got all these teams. We got uh, Florida. We got Tampa. We got Colorado. We got Calgary. We got the Leafs. There's so many good teams this year. Like, who are we taking? Let's make uh, some future picks right here on the uh, Stanley Cup prediction. If I had to take two teams, one from East, one from West, as crazy as it sounds from the West, I've watched a bunch of Calgary games this year because I bet on them, whatever. They're fucking good, dude. Yeah. They're good, and they're unfazed. Like, they're same thing as Florida, where they could be down 6-2 in the third period, and you look at their bench, and they still look like they're going to win. Like, they just, they're not dejected. They know they're better than the other team. They play heavy. They're big. They're strong. They're tough in front. They got good goaltending with Jacob Markstrom. <laughs> I know Colorado is a beast, but I don't know, man. Like, if you think about it, McKinnon's had injury problems all season long. He just got in a fight. They said it was going to be serious. He's back now, but that just tells you he's going to have something lingering. Kadri just went out today or yesterday. I think it was today. He just went out, and they said he's going to miss all the time up until the playoffs now. Like yeah, playoffs will uh, playoffs. come around too, and uh, as soon as playoffs starts, Kadri's usually looking to get suspended. So, yeah, he's <laughs> I mean, a seven gamer with a dirty headshot or hit put some money on that one. <laughs> yeah, if I had to take somebody out of the West, it would be Calgary, and then yeah, I know they're probably the favorites. But if I'm coming out of the East, I think it's going to be Florida. I'd love to say it's going to be the Leafs, but I think it's going to be a Florida Calgary matchup. And in my mind, those two teams are fucking evenly matched, and I think it could go either way. Like, I think it can yeah. literally go either way. That game, that series will go six, seven games. And if I had to pick a team today, I'd be picking the Calgary Flames probably to win the Cup. The Flames. I like the Flames, too. I think um, I don't want to be the guy that just chooses Colorado or Tampa. So I'm going to say I like Calgary. I also like Minnesota. I think Minnesota is very underrated. Yep. Yeah. And sucks to have to spoil my, my bet that I should have included late in the show a little bit too early. But uh, I, I do have a little bit of a futures bet placed on uh, the Rangers, guys. Everybody's been chirping me about that one, but but hear me out, right? You saw how far Montreal did, or you saw how yeah. far Montreal got last year being carried by a yeah. goaltender, right? Well, I think after Montreal beat uh, the Leafs there in the first round, you became a oh, Rangers okay. fan. Well, no, well, isn't that yeah, what happened? Yeah, that's what happened. That's what happened. You're right. But I, I, yeah, maybe I'm biased, okay? I, I do I do like the Rangers, and I jumped yeah. on before the bag, bandwagon because they were they were not that good last year, and they're pretty good this year. And then they're going to keep getting better. I mean, their team's pretty young. They got Lafreniere, who still, I think, I think still has plenty of time to develop into a stud in this league. But, um, guys, I, I'm a huge fan of Shesterkin. I think he, like, if he yeah. gets hot, the Rangers aren't an easy out for anyone. That's like the Hurricanes, too, right? The Hurricanes could go on a run at any given moment. The only thing that I don't like about the Hurricanes is that their starting goalie is Freddie Anderson. <laughs> we've seen that. We, you know what I'm saying? Like, we've seen that multiple years in a row. Like, I just, there's a lot of fucking great teams this year like you said you name you can name six of them and say any of those six are going to be in the cup final yeah you see upsets happen every year too though like some of these teams you think are going to be great and then you have uh, montreal going to the stanley cup out of nowhere that no one has uh my pick i'm going uh calgary tampa like uh, i think it was what 2005 they had a match up there and uh, i think we're having a little repeat coming in hot yeah 0405 i think or 0304 i don't know one of those but yeah, that'd yeah. be nice. Throw it back a little bit. All right, that's a lot of hockey talk. You guys uh, want to move on to some UFC? We got uh, a big one coming up. Or uh, Any final thoughts before we get to that on hockey? Before we move on, I have one statement about yeah. the Philadelphia Flyers and a bunch of scumbags in the Philadelphia Flyers organization. Healthy scratching Keith Yandel oh, after right. 989 straight games, breaking his Ironman streak. I didn't know Mike Babcock 
was in in <laughs> like in Philadelphia. What a scumbag move. 989 yeah. games. You are one of the worst teams in the league. You guys are terrible, and you're scratching a guy who's played 989 in a row. Just a joke of an organization. Scumbags in Philly. They've always been scumbags. All the fans, all the players, all the coaches, the whole organization, scumbags. Comfort. Yeah, I can't uh, can't explain that one uh, at all. I mean, the guy's almost had a thousand games. Like that's a world record, isn't he? The most Iron Man, longest Iron Man streak in the NHL history. Like, DK Flyers fans are gonna be showing up at your door with torches and pitchforks tomorrow. At Dylan Kelly Show on Twitter, come at me, Flyers oh, fans. God. You guys are a bunch of scumbags. Oh God, watch it. All right, all right. Well, uh, we're talking about uh, you know getting feisty and things like that. Why don't we move on to the UFC because uh, there's. No such thing as better entertainment than watching two people just beat the living shit out of each other. And we've got one of the best UFC cards probably this year. Like, probably the one I'm most excited for on April 9th with UFC 273. And uh, let's just talk about this main card because there's a, a stacked uh, a card prelims, early prelims. We, I don't think we can get through all of it. But let's uh, go and focus on this main card for now. There was supposed to be a couple of fights that I think got canceled, but I... I think how it is now is the main cards being kicked off with a women's strawweight match between Mackenzie Dern and Tisha Torres. And I put some money on uh, Dern there. And at the time, she was an underdog, but I think she's a favorite as of right now. But do uh, you guys uh, got any thoughts on how that fight's going to go? Or uh, you got any pick for that one? So here's here's my like little... Uh, I've been watching the UFC for, for years, okay? For years. Yeah. <laughs> Unless Amanda Nunes is fighting, I usually just sit and drink during the women's fights. <laughs> I like watching sure. I can't get a read on it, man. It's been it's the same thing as as betting on college basketball. It's such a young thing. They're so young in in terms of like the the males have been fighting for what? 25 years, 26 years. The female divisions have only been around for less than 10 or 10 yeah. or like just barely 10. It's tough, man. You get the odds in it, and you get a, a Mackenzie Dern who's a like or like a somebody who's a big favorite, and they just get blown out of the water. And it's like even the odds makers don't know some of these girls, especially yeah. if they're coming off a circuit that wasn't the UFC. I don't necessarily have a take on that fight. I know Tisha Torres is tough. I know Mackenzie Dern's tough. It'll be a great fight to watch. I just won't have a pick for that fight personally. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I think when it comes to the women's fights, there's a few fighters that are. Uh... Very dominant too in those divisions. Like you got Nunez and you got Thug Rose, and uh, yeah, and yep, uh, Shevchenko, and uh, they're just lighting it up. But yep. uh, if you guys want to move on then to the next fight, which is uh, the one I'm probably most excited for, uh, Kamzat Chimaev is going to be tested against probably his toughest opponent yet in Gilbert Burns. And uh, when it comes to Chimaev, there's not a fighter in the UFC that I'm more excited for when it comes to up and coming fighters that I think could be future champions. Uh, how are you feeling about that one? So I was shocked at this because in my notes, I wrote before I saw the odds, I wrote Hamzat Chimaev versus Gilbert Burns. Chimaev's biggest test by far. Yeah. The odds right now have him at minus 525. <laughs> yeah. You got to bet 525 bucks to win a hundred on him to get the win. He is a heavy favorite. He is the 11th ranked going against the number two ranked. Yeah. When they in the UFC, there's a history of guys who take a massive step up in competition and go in and get their fucking shit rocked. I know that Chimaev's a hype train. I know that he wants to win. Gilbert Burns is no slouch, dude. I think yeah. 
I think it's worth throwing a couple bucks on Gilbert Burns, man. This guy is what is he? What is he plus? He is plus three eighty five on the like just to win. I don't dude, think like, it's gonna I, happen, dude. I don't think so. Like I think Jemayev is uh, all the hype that he that he's getting because he reminds me of a Khabib type fighter. Like his main asset is his wrestling skills, but he knocks people the fuck out. Like he has absolute knockout power and strength. But his his main assets wrestling you and ground and pounding you like no tomorrow. So I I don't see like Burns is no easy task. But I think uh, Chamayev is going to be uh, you know going for Usman type thing after he wins this fight. I think people are still doubting him, but I think after this performance, you're going to see on April 9th, he is going to prove to everyone that he's legit. Like anyone that doubts him as of right now is going to be proven wrong with that fight. That's how I see it going. I think that's fair. I think I think he is he like I think he's a real deal. I think he's Khabib 2.0, but at the same point, it's just a big step up in com- in competition, man. Like if you if you look at the last 5 fights from Hamzat Chimaev and you look at the f- last 5 fights for Gilbert Burns, I can tell you whose resume is far more impressive. Who's beat yeah. a lot more big names in the division, who's fought all the who's who of the welterweight division. And Hamzat Chimaev is the number 11th ranked who's never fought a guy ahead of him, I think, until his last fight. I want to say yeah. he was he was 13 and he fought 10. Yeah, I want to yeah, say. exactly, yeah. But in the UFC, he's been punched, what, two times in uh, like four UFC fights, three, three or yeah. four UFC fights. He's been punched twice and just dominated. Like last fight, he picked the guy up, walked him over into front of Dana White, threw him to the ground, and he's like, I'm the best. Or whatever he was saying, you know, I'm going to kill everyone. Like he is an absolute monster. And yep. I can't wait. I can't wait. No, I think that's going to be a great fight, too. I think it's going to be a great fight. And then, uh, yeah, there's a lot of heavy favorites, though, on this card. Like uh, Sterling versus nice. Yan. Yan's, uh, I think Yan's a massive favorite as well. And that one's Minus like... 490. Yeah. So if you like underdogs, this is the, the card to this be uh, going you. for. <laughs> but I still, like, I think uh, they have it right with these these picks. Like, I think uh, Yan is, is going to school Sterling. I think he was schooling him in the last fight. Until he, uh, you know, threw the illegal knee or the illegal uh, kick or whatever it was that uh, made him lose. And then uh, they gave the belt to Sterling there. And that was a bit of a controversial call there. Like some people were saying Sterling was taking a dive and this and that. But uh, I think Yan, as long as he keeps it clean, he's going to smoke this guy. I think so, too. I'm not a big fan of Aljamain Sterling. I think he's cringy on Instagram, social media, everything yeah. like that, which also plays a part. And if you're going to be a champion, you better be entertaining and not be cringy. I thought the same thing about Henry Cejudo when he was champion. Yeah, talented guy, tough guy, but he's cringy as yeah. fuck, and I don't like that. I want you to be like you. I don't want you to try to be a cringy guy. I think Peter Yan goes in and destroys him. I think yeah. I do think Aljamain Sterling took a dive. I think Peter Yan is one of those people that takes that personally, and he's going to go in there and just dummy Aljamain Sterling and get his belt. So. They still have him as like a champ, Peter Yon. Like they have him listed as a champ on the site. Yeah, the uh, interim champ or whatever I think they call that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like I think Yon just knows that's my belt. I never lost it. He oh, he's took pissed. A dive. He I'm is going pissed, in there man. and I'm dummying this guy every single which way I can. I think Yon gets the win too. I'm, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you couldn't pay me to put money on Aljamain Sterling tonight. No, I think night. he's going to knock him the hell out, man. And then uh, in our main event, let's move on to the main event. And uh, zombies aren't just hungry for brains. They're also hungry for U.S. gold in this main event when the Korean zombie is going up against Alexander Volkanovsky. And uh, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think uh, 
I, I got to go with Volkanovski. He's a heavy, heavy favorite. And uh, I'm going to go Volkanovski there. Yeah, he's the biggest favorite on the card. I got him I got him sitting here at my book at minus 760. Minus 760 yeah. to win the fight. That is a massive favorite. That is almost like a, a D1 college basketball team playing Appalachian State. Like Kansas yeah. versus Appalachian State, they'd be minus 760. They'd be minus 1,000. You know what I'm saying? Like this is a massive favorite. I used yeah. to be the biggest fan of Korean zombie. You couldn't knock that guy out. His nickname served him like perfectly being the zombie. Like you just couldn't put him on his back. He was so good. Till Ortega. That was the name I was trying to think of there when he threw that. I think it was a spinning elbow and knocked him out. And if Ortega can do that to zombie, I think Volkanovsky's going to do that even worse. I was going to say Ortega's not even the greatest at stand-up, knocked Ch- uh, Chang Sun Jung right out, Korean Zombie yeah. right out. So I, I, I agree with you. I can't take the Korean Zombie here, although I would love to see him win. I have always been a fan of the Korean Zombie. I think his every single fight of his is entertaining. If, if, you, if you take one thing from this fight, that's going to be a banger of a fight. These two are probably going to stand in the middle of the cage and just toss bombs at each other all night long. Yeah, that's the kind of fight, though, with those kind of odds, I might, you know, throw a $5 bet on a Zombie just for an upset because it's the fight game, man. One one little jab or, like, one, you know, big punch or kick or one leg kick could throw someone, like, you know, injure their knee or something, and all of a sudden, I don't think, like, Volkanovski's built like, like bricks. I don't think it's going to be easy to hurt him with a leg kick or something like that, but you never know in the fight game. It could turn, like, one little strike, one, uh, you know, clank of heads by accident swells up buddy's eye and all of a sudden like like i think it was the nunez and uh, pena fight i put something like two dollars on pena just as a joke right and it paid out like 12 or 15 bucks or something insane so like with those kind of odds it doesn't hurt to throw two bucks or five bucks no i was just about to say for me like for my units like i would throw i like if i if i like something i'll throw a little bit more money on it but if i if I'm being honest with you, there'll be a part of me that throws five or ten bucks on each of the dogs, knowing yeah. that only one has to hit. Like even if you put ten bucks on each of the dogs, one has to hit for you to make a shit ton of profit. You can lose two of them. One has to hit, especially if it's like, especially if it's Burns, especially yeah. if it's if it's the Korean Zombie. If one of those hits, that is a massive, massive profit line. You'll, I'll be doing the same thing. I'll be throwing five bucks on each of the dogs probably, and then making my actual picks. Yeah, I think all these favorites are a little more heavier than they should be. Like, I think, uh, you know, Burns has a chance. Uh, maybe, actually, I don't know. Chemayev, I'm a huge Chemayev fan, so I have a hard time uh, betting against Chemayev. I don't think I'll ever bet against him. But uh, when it comes to Sterling and Yan, Sterling has a chance, man. And Zombie, he has a chance. It's just, you know, I think they got it right with uh, who they have as the favorites, but maybe not as uh, heavy as their they're making it look because it looks like they're just going to go out there and smoke the other opponent. But I think it's going to be some close matchups. Yeah. Except Chemayev. I think Chemayev is going to rack Burns. <laughs> I was going to say, that's the one where it's like, it's tough. I always just say that just because it's 11 versus two. And like you say, it's UFC. Anything can happen. A guy's been yeah. doing it forever versus Chemayev. But there's no reason. Like, what did Chemayev do on Fight Island? He had two fights in seven days or two fights in 10 oh. days. One of he's both an animal. And, like, around. Like, it's just, he's a monster amongst men, dude. Yeah, I would be so sad if he doesn't win, though, because I'm loving this hype that's going on, and I, I just want to see him keep tearing. Like, if he wins this, what's next for him? A title shot? Probably. Or, or like, uh, you know, the number one contender he's going to fight next. Like, he's got the hype behind him that Dana White's going to give him that title shot, I think, if he beats Burns. And I, I, think, I think if he does have the title shot, 
I'd be betting on Usman. Usman's no, also. No, wait. I'm going Chemayev against Usman. If he gets that far, I'm going Chemayev. I guess you got it. You got to ride the hype train out. Yeah. For me, Usman is is up there. People don't give him the respect because he's boring and this and that. Usman is up there with pound for pound best of all time. I think the only guy that's going to stop Usman is Chemayev. That's why I, I think like I need to see Chemayev win against Burns to prove to everyone that when I say that, they all think I'm an idiot. And uh, well, not all of them. There's a lot of people on the hype train, but if you're not on the hype train, they're thinking like, oh, he hasn't proven himself kind of thing. But uh, once he beats Burns, he's going to prove himself, and then he's going to go against Usman, and I'm sticking with the hype train. He's going to go in there, and he's going to make Usman look silly. The only guy that's going to be able to do it, and uh, people are going to be talking. Oh, you just talked about Usman, but about Chemayev. That's right. Yeah. Hey. But yeah, that's a we're great hyped. Case. I'm hyped for that one. And uh, let's move on now to some NFL. And uh, you guys want to talk about Tom Brady to start this off? Or how do you guys want to go about this one? Tom Brady out of retirement. I think that's uh, something that uh, once he announced he was retiring, it was uh, – very possible that he would say he's coming back. Hasn't he done that before? No, this is this would be the first time he's done it. He said earlier this season, like in a press conference in week 14 or 13, I, don't, I mean, don't quote me, go back and watch his press conference in week 13 or 14. Someone asked him about playing, and he said he wants to play until he's bad. I want to play until I can't anymore, until I'm not an asset to the team. Let's go second in MVP votes. There wasn't one part of me that thought he was going to retire. I put out a video of it right away calling bullshit on the whole retirement. He's like, oh, I can't sit in the stands and watch this. You didn't fucking sit in the stands, pal. You didn't even miss a Zoom meeting. The Super Bowl, when he announced he was coming back, it was still the NFL Combine. Tom Brady is not part of the NFL Combine. He never had to sit in the stands for jack shit. He's like, I can't sit in the stands anymore. This guy was trying to get out of a contract. He said to the Bucs earlier in the season, I don't want to play for Bruce Arians. You guys got to fire him. They said no, and he said, fine, I'll retire. At the Combine, Bruce Arians goes, we're not trading Tom Brady. Bad business. It's going to take 20 first-round picks to get him. Bad business. He's a Tampa Bay Buccaneer for life. Two days later, three days later, what does Tom Brady say? Oh, yeah, I'm back, boys. Yeah. Not retiring. Couldn't get out of the contract. Like, whatever. A week after that, Bruce Arians steps down after fucking going to the combine and scouting all this time as the head coach talking about how it's going to be fun to rebuild the team. This guy steps down a week after Brady's retirement. Brady was just trying to get out of a contract. That's all it was. He thought he was going to say he was retired. They were going to trade him. He was going to announce he was coming back the day of the trade. Right. I, it was, I, I think it's just, it's just Tom Brady being Tom Brady. That's just him. He wants to get the headlines. He's got them. He's back. He's going to be playing for the Buccaneers under his boy now. He's got everything he's wanted now. I, it was just a weird saga to me. I don't know what you guys think about it. That was a weird little saga to me. I didn't like it at all. Well, I think whenever it comes to Tom Brady, I'm, uh, you know, I'm not the biggest follower of football like you guys might be, but uh, when it comes to uh, we're going to talk about football predictions and Super Bowl predictions, I'm going whatever team Tom Brady's on. So <laughs> I love that he's back, man. He's the greatest of all time. Of like, like he's up there with, uh, you know, Wayne Gretzky type thing. We're talking all sports, all the greatest of all time. Him, Michael Jordan, Gretzky, they're all up there in, in terms yeah. of the all-time all greats of a sport and all-time great athletes of all time. 100%. I've got nothing, boys. I'm going to be honest. Fucking, I had to take a little backseat in the last two topics here. I feel like a, a little bit of a third wheel. What about a Super Bowl prediction? You got one for that? Like I said, anyone, any team that has Tom Brady, I'm going for it. That's my pick. What about you, boys? I can probably muster out a little bit of a Super Bowl prediction, but the the UFC thing, I you know, 
I'll just be the cuck on that one because these guys are fucking. <laughs> it's like walking in the room, two guys swinging their big wrenches around, and then I'm just like a little screwdriver, you know. So fucking uh, <laughs> uh, jokes aside, though, I, I've seen I've seen Ty fucking go like six and zero oh on 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 a main card like every single fight, rip it like twice now. So uh, this guy, uh, I don't even deserve to be speaking in the fucking. I mean, I could remember guys. Ortega's name for about ten minutes there, so I'm not—I don't know that much about UFC, but I watch it a lot. Hey, now. It, it's Saturday, and we all know what went down last night, right? So uh, <laughs> last night was a bit of a full sad. You're right. <laughs> yeah. You know what? <laughs> hey, if I did the same thing, I got to pass because I apologized in advance. But uh, but uh, yeah, you're probably in the same boat as me. So, but uh, hmm, a Super Bowl pick. Wow. Uh, did Aaron Donald retire? He's still going. It might be Rams. I think. Stole my pick. Really? No, I, I keep going. I completely agree, dude. I'm gonna be honest. I had Bengals. I took Bengals on. on uh, I needed that underdog line, but I was thinking maybe maybe Joe Shiesty comes with a little magic and uh, wins me some money. But it didn't happen. I wasn't like it wasn't like a confident bend. It was like the it was like oh it's the Super Bowl and I want to make some money type shit. Maybe it happened. So uh, I threw it down, but. Uh, that's another guy like there's so many good young quarterbacks in the league now. It's crazy. Like any like fuck any of them could have a breakout season, do damage in the playoffs. So I feel like right now, for some reason, feels like the most competitive competitive season in all sports combined. When you combine all sports, like basketball's super competitive. Like it's not like the Warriors winning or it's not like the fucking yeah. you know what I mean? And then um and then hockey, like who knows who's gonna win this year. Here we go at the NFL, I think uh I mean, everybody like two years ago was saying Kansas wins for the next like what? You know what I mean? So, um, I don't know. I think, uh, hey, it's anybody's anybody's trophy. So I I got two picks here for the Super Bowl. I like the Rams too. They just signed Bobby Wagner the other day to a five year deal. I mean, he's like thirty or thirty one. Five years is a long time for a middle linebacker who's already been doing it. They shored up their defense. They won the Super Bowl with no. Bobby Trees, and if you know who that is, that's Robert Woods. He is their number two wide receiver before they got Odell Beckham Jr. He blew out his ACL. He's going to be back. He is a massive part of that offense. Cam Akers in the in the running game was just getting his legs under him in terms of, like, at the start of the playoffs. He hadn't played all season, basically. I think he started playing in week 16. He got a few snaps and then came in and was a big part of that Super Bowl team. I really like the Rams to go back-to-back. Matt, Matt Stafford always has that ability to, like, throw a game. He loves to throw it deep, loves to do the arm punch, throw picks at, at kind of big times. I always like picking a team to go back-to-back, too. I know that's, like, weird to say, but I always like it. I always think if you're bringing back the same core, they know how to get there. They know how to win. They know exactly what it takes. They just are still, like, they still can taste the Super Bowl beers and the Super Bowl champagne. <laughs> I, I think I think the Rams are a great pick. A sleeper pick, a team that I loved to bet on last year that absolutely fucked me on so many different occasions. I lost so much money betting on this team was the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm a massive Justin Herbert fan, and their defense was so bad last year, and they've really shorted up this this offseason. I think they made three or four signings. J.C. Trechier was the one that I, I, I liked the most. They got J.C. Jackson, I believe. They got a lot of guys on that defense to shore it up. I really like the Chargers as a little bit of a sleeper pick. If you're picking Justin Herbert could take a team to the promised land, no doubt. Right on. Well, uh, one thing I saw in NFL too, it's kind of uh, unrelated to Super Bowl predictions and that, but I don't know if you guys saw that the uh, the Eagles are bringing back their uh, bright green jerseys there. I don't know if you guys saw that one. The retro. Bringing back their old school retro jerseys. I think that's beauty. I like it too. I like it too. 
And then other teams bringing back the orange creamsicle jerseys too. I can't remember what team that was, but uh, they're looking fresh. They're looking fresh. I didn't even, I didn't even see that. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. They look, they look nice, but they're doing that like, I don't think this coming season, the season after. And uh reminds me, there was a movie. I can't remember the name of it, but it's a, about the Eagles and Mark, Mark Wahlberg's in it. And they had those jerseys. And that's actually what made me an Eagles fan when I was a kid growing up. I saw that movie and those. Where he does the tarps. open tryout, right? Yeah, yeah. What movie? Ah, I know it. I know it. Yeah, yeah. That's a a great movie, too. Or at least it was when I was a kid. I haven't seen it forever. I think it's like a Disney movie or something. But uh, yeah, probably it's probably shit, right? (laughs) Probably if I watched it now. (laughs) I mean, at the time, I thought those tarps were nice and they're bringing them back. I'm kind of stoked. But, anyways, why don't we move on? Uh, Well, you got something there, DK? No, oh, I'm just saying that's just nostalgia all day. Like you love the yeah. you love the green jerseys. Saw it as a kid. That's all nostalgia right there. Yeah, Yo, well, like the Sands bringing back these babies. Uh, yes, like last year. Throwbacks. Um, the Canucks should permanently change their jerseys to the to the, like the '95, the '94, '95 jerseys. They've been all running the, those a little black, bit. Black, yellow, and red. Yeah, they've been yeah. running those as alternates, and they look fucking clean. I wish they would just. Uh, that should be their fucking home and aways right there. But I love their goal song this year too. The uh, don't you forget about yeah. me. Yeah, they ripped that. Great they goal. played Calgary and they scored like uh, seven goals against them. The one night there I was watching, it was like every like five minutes. You just don't you forget about me. I was fired up for that. That was beauty. I love it. But uh, let's move on to uh, some NBA. And uh, you guys uh, like your basketball and uh, the Raptors are doing all right this year. And how about the uh, playoff picture there? You guys want to talk about that? Now I have bit? a chance to cuck Tyler. Here we go. Get him back a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. I don't, I don't know about basketball. You're right. <laughs> um, I'll, st- I'll take the back seat before, on this one. Yo, before I say anything, I got a little bit of a rant. This kind of went viral among, like, uh, well, especially the Raptors community. But uh, Sam Amico, Twitter NBA guy, a blue check mark, if you will, um, responding <laughs> nice. to, I think there was a tweet saying, like, um, somebody mentioned how the Celtics came up last week or and they didn't have – they left some players at home and then there's a, they refuse to say if all their players are vaccinated and stuff. So then it brought up the question, like right now, I think it's slated Raptors play. If the, if the season was to end today, Raptors play the Celtics in the first round. So now there's a little bit of question, like, wait, when we play in Toronto or when the Celtics play in Toronto, are they going to have like their full team? Like Jalen, nobody knows Jalen Brown's fully vaccinated. Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. Exactly. Over. Right. So, so um, I think Jason Tatum did say he was fully vaccinated, but, in the off season or something, but who knows really, okay. you know what I mean? So they left him at home. Exactly. That that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Day. So, yeah. so Sam Amico, big wrench Twitter guy. This is what he says. And if you didn't think Americans think to the center of the world, you might now, I'm sorry, American listeners. I actually love you. But one guy's not going to fucking change my opinion, but, but this was just terrible. He goes, easy fix. Toronto ineligible for playoffs or has to play home playoff games in the U S don't punish U S teams because of another country's rules now deleted. But, um, what the fuck do you think about that? DK? I think that's a little bit of a, uh, that might be the worst take I, I, I might've ever seen. It's gotta be up there. That's brutal. He deleted it too. Oh eh? yeah. He I got got totally, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, one, I, I think like, uh, like Michael Grange and like, there was like a bunch of like, uh, just NBA dudes just like quote tweeted. I'm just like, what are you saying, dude? Like, um, why are you forgetting that the, the Raptors were forced to play like 75% of their season, whatever it was in Tampa, Florida last year, buddy. So I don't know. 
as if they weren't at a disadvantage last year. So for the entire season. So I don't know, dude. I was going to say, and for me, if I'm on the Raptors organization, if I'm Masai, if I'm Nick Nurse, I am putting in every call to Trudeau and say, you don't fucking change these rules (laughs) until the NBA playoffs is over. Like, you know what? Like, don't change them. Who cares? Like, don't let anybody give the Raptors the advantage. Don't let Tatum and Brown and Horford come here unless they're vaxxed. Who cares? I like realistically, I think that, yeah, that is up there with one of some of the worst takes I have ever heard. I'm happy the guy deleted it. Obviously, if he's deleted it, then he's just, he regretted well, it. Well, no, he, put, and he, he, realized- he still wrote an article about it and wherever the fuck he works, Outkick or some yeah. shit, shitty fucking magazine. <laughs> guy should be fired. Guy should be fired and thrown in jail for that take. That is a horrible, <laughs> horrible, horrible take. I absolutely hate that. The Raptors. To say the Raptors ineligible, the Raptors just beat the Celtics a couple days ago. The Raptors have battled all this season with basically only – at one point we had like six guys that we were rolling onto the floor. And we still are in a playoff spot, battling our way out of the play-in tournament into six. We make it the five seed over the Bulls. We have a chance at the four seed versus this – like to, to take it over the 76ers. We actually have a great chance here. I love the Raptors where they're sitting right now. I don't know about used to be. I love the way they look. I love the way they're playing. I wish they would have added a little bit more depth at the deadline now that they're in this spot here. I don't think they thought they were going to be in this spot. So, But I would have liked that. But, yeah, that's an all-time horrible take by that. Yeah, Nick, Nick Nurse, uh, you think, I think all, all, all the Raptors need to do to get the Trudeau to keep the rules the same, just drop, slip him a few, few hunt, like half a mil, if you will. You know what I'm saying? That knowing that guy, hey Ty, I know you might have some opinion. No, nah, not non-political podcast. I'm just kidding. Yeah, we won't get political <laughs> on this uh, show. At least for now, not episode one. Not episode one. <laughs> we'll say probably, that for another probably wouldn't be the hardest thing for Nick Nurse to do. You know what I mean? So I'm kidding, of course. But um, who do you think gives the Raptors the toughest test in the East, the entire East, right now? The, I think the Hornets. They're in like a play-in position right now. So everyone above, everyone above the Hornets. Say the Nets are in a play uh, playing position. I think the the two teams that would give the Raptors the most the most struggles is a healthy Celtics team and the Milwaukee Bucks. Like if you have to play right. the Bucks in the playoffs, I personally think you're not getting through them. I think they're the best team in the East by a lot, especially when Giannis is rolling, which he has been all season. He's proven he's a playoff guy. They won the ship last year. I don't think if the Raptors have to play a very healthy Celtics team or a very healthy Bucks team. I just don't see them getting it done. And I love the Raptors. I've loved watching them over these last few years. I, I can't. I, I don't want to play the Bucs. I don't want to really play the Celtics. If I had to choose, it would be the 76ers. If I if we could get into that uh, five spot and then five plays four, yeah. which I believe is the yeah. 76ers right now, maybe four and five would play each other. That's my favorite matchup because you know what? You can silence Joel Embiid. James Harden is streaky as fuck. Like you can't like I I I think the best matchup for them is the 76ers. I don't want to play the Bucks. I think yeah. um I think there's a part you? of me that wants to say the, the the Sixers are a little bit scarier to this than the Celtics to me, just because uh all five of our players on the floor are like six six nine or four at least, and then a point guard, right? But I think I don't know, centers tend to do well, I think, for th- this season at least. Like I think Jokic has torn us up. Even JB times. came down here and tore us up when he played. Exactly. So I I don't know. That's why Joel and B just scares me. Plus I got a if Harden's gonna be healthy for the playoffs. You know what I mean? If he's he, he's gonna be fully, he's gonna be 100 percent ready to go. Um, I think the Sixers actually scare me more than the Celtics. But I like that. But uh, 
But uh, what do you think about the Bulls, though? I don't. Th- I think the Raptors match up really well against the Bulls. I can't lie. I think that would be the best matchup for the Raptors. Again, I, I don't think they're going to get that matchup. Think about when DeMar DeRozan was in Toronto. You go up against some serious studs and some serious defensive teams. Guess who goes quiet? DeMar DeRozan. It was him and Lowry running the show, and they just couldn't get it done. I don't see why that's any different between him and Zach Levine out in Chicago. I don't see them getting it done in a playoff series. They've been struggling here down the stretch. I don't like the Bulls whatsoever. I think the Rap- that would be a great... If the Raptors draw the Bulls in any type of way in a second round if the Bulls squeak through, I think that they have a legitimate chance of winning that matchup every day of the week. Agreed. Yep. All right. How about uh, you guys want to move on to some March Madness now? I, uh, I haven't been following it a ton, but I was really hoping uh, St. Peter's there was going to go all the way with that little dream uh, streak they were on, but that didn't work out. So uh, little Cinderella streak, little Cinderella yeah, that would have been nice, eh? Like they were uh, what fifteenth seed and beating uh, teams in the top like three or four there, like that uh, was something else. How are you guys feeling about how this is all developing at this point? I know the St. Peter's was the story, but like, man, North Carolina's here. They're like a nine seed. Or an eight seed. Right. North Carolina is almost a Cinderella story in themselves, and they were great. They were misseeded. I like the St. Peter's story. I don't know if you guys saw like the little uh, YouTube video that came out of the tour of St. Peter's campus. Looked no different no. than my high school in Bowmanville. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, I did see like a. Uh, I didn't see that video, but I did see a picture. Like, this is a. Uh, this is what St. Peter's court. This is their home court compared to who they're playing. Yeah, and it was just like it looked like a high school court. Man, if they went all the way, they could have made a movie about that shit. <laughs> there would have been 100% been a movie about it, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I'm waiting for them to make a movie about the, the Raptors uh, run there a few years ago with Kawhi Leonard, too. Well, the, Kawhi, the, the, the thing about that, too, there's a story that just came out middle of this season about uh, when the Raptors were playing the Bucks mid-series, and it was getting tough. And they were losing, and they were in Milwaukee. And Nick Nurse is giving this speech to the team after, I think it was like game two or game three, whatever it was. And he's talking about, you know, we're going to have to make some adjustments. We're going to have to make some changes. And apparently the story goes that Kawhi Leonard stood up in front of the whole team and said, hey, Nick, the change is, is that I'm covering Giannis. Yeah, I heard that. I heard yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. I heard that <laughs> same story. After that, Giannis shut down the Raps win. Like, what a story that is. Like, that yeah. might be the best quote of all time. Yeah, like he doesn't I, seem like the guy that like who knows what happens in the dressing room that he doesn't seem like the kind of guy to stand up and say a big speech in that. But he he just has those one liners, right? Like, what do you say? I'm a fun guy or something. Like, yeah. He's got these one liners that just catch on, and it, like that that's intense. Laugh. That is like Stone Cold Steve Austin shit, or like Stone Cold Killer shit, right there. Yeah, that was a great series, by the way. I don't need to throw it back to the NBA or. or uh, go off on a tangent and look back at history, but that was an incredible series. I think the Bucks series might have that been. That was the one with the shot, series, right? Was that, was, that, was that, was the no, that was the Sixers. That was the oh, Sixers, that was the Sixers the with the shot. Okay. That was also a yeah. great series, too. They were both also great. a great series, seven games. But the the Bucks series and, um, dude, the overtime game, the fact that the defense had to completely switch, like you said, Kawhi steps up. Because I think the first two games, they were trying to – they kind of had, like, Pascal out on that island, like just like guarding Giannis, you know what I mean? But then they switched to the, they kind of put a zone and then Kawhi on the man, I guess. And then uh, once he like breaks down in the, in the paint a little bit, then there was like Gasol, just a big body right there always, right? So they kind of shut him down. And it was like really crazy to watch. Like if you really were paying attention, like it was like, wow, yeah, they're doing a great job. Great game planning, 
great players all around. Like, and you, and you know what the crazy thing is? That's why I love, like, I love the Raptors, and I wish I could say that they're the favorite. They just don't have a dog like Kawhi Leonard this year. They don't yeah, have yeah. one. Scotty Barnes might be that man. I've been watching this season. Scotty Barnes might turn into that guy, but I don't know. But Pascal is having an incredible year. He should be. He should have been an All Star, and he should be, in my opinion, an All NBA player, probably third team or something this year. But he probably won't be because you know they're going to find a way to like finesse the positions. Yep. Uh, to put a Joel Embiid and Jokic on the, like both of them could have played every single minute at center, but they're going to put one at power forward. They both get them on the first team. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then that just positionally just shafts Pascal. But I think, uh, I think he's good. And I think he's a great player this year. He's, he's, uh, he's kind of just solidified himself as a star when everybody kind of gave up on him, even though he's broken uh, a whole bunch of career records this year. Hasn't he? Like, uh, oh, dude, like he's personal done, records. Like, and, uh, yeah, yeah. He's years done great. Ago. He had like 40 the other night, dude. Like it was great. Yeah. He had a triple double. I think the day, the game yeah. after. So like, he's, yeah, he's, he's going crazy. And, and, uh, going back to the Raptors championship run. If you think about it, Pascal in that playoff run might've had the toughest gauntlet of defenders ever or second round, third round finals. He had Giannis guarding him. Or no, sorry, he had Ben Simmons or Embiid on him. Yep. And then he had Giannis on him. And then he had Draymond Green on him. And he excelled in every single series. Yep. And then it's that's like Philip Denault last year for the Habs there. Philip Denault. Oh, come on. Oh. I hate that take, dude. If Philip Denault <laughs> shuts down Austin Matthews and Mitchell Marner, there's more of a problem here. Like, Philip Denault should not be shutting down anybody. The guy was uh, going up against guys way above his weight class, and he was, uh, you know, shutting them down. Carey Price, though, on the other hand. That's right. Yeah, I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like it was Price, right? Like, when your goalie's not letting him in, you could look at it and be like, oh, Philip Deneau, shut him down. Like, there's no yeah. way in my mind. You put Philip Deneau and Austin Matthews in a practice in a one-on-one, I guarantee Matthews makes him fall 10 times out of 10. <laughs> 10 times out of 10. Fair. Like, well... I think Dano is a great player, though. Regardless, like even the underrated, he's not scoring. LA is having a good season. They don't have a. They don't like on paper. They have a fucking not a great team. I thought they were gonna fall off, man. They've just kind of kept plugging away. Eh? Like exactly. LA, they'll like, probably I, be a playoff team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's coming down to it. Where I thought it was gonna be Edmonton or Vegas, one of the teams out. It's Vegas versus Winnipeg right now for that last spot in the West. Man, imagine imagine Vegas not making it. What about LA going the distance, going to the finals, bore us all to death. It was like Dallas well, the other year. Last remember? time they won the cup, didn't they sneak in at like eighth spot and then go all the yeah. way? Like <laughs> maybe they'll do that team. again. Daryl Sutter is the coach. Yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. see it happening with uh, the caliber that's in the playoffs. But uh, wouldn't that be something? Did you guys get your pick? Uh, your picks in for the March Madness there or the uh, predictions? Yeah. Uh, well, I had Kansas right off the bat right from the start of the tournament. They just won, so um, uh, I'll take. Uh, you guys can all like bow down to me real quick if you if you'd like it's gonna <laughs> say 10 seconds no, I, i'm kidding <laughs> i was talking in a video i made like a video about it before the march madness tournament and was like because i watched like the whole big 10 tournament the whole sec tournament i wanted to get the like a read on great teams right so i took iowa i took iowa to win the tournament my oh, fucking no. prediction was done two and a half hours into the first day yeah. of march madness iowa was gone Tough. so then i hopped on tennessee that didn't work it's like, you know what? I can't predict this tournament. I stink. If I had to pick a team that I want to see win, they're just coming on right now is North Carolina. I think this North Carolina team is great. They're fun to watch. They're very good. I would love to see them beat Duke. I know Coach K is the story here. You want to see Coach K get to the final in his last season, probably win it. I don't. 
I don't care about that kind of stuff. I would love to see North Carolina win here tonight. I got money on them here tonight. They're just about to tip off here just after 9 o'clock. I, I, if I had to pick a team right now in the Final Four, Kansas just got through, so there's only three. It would be the North Carolina Tar Heels. You think they beat Kansas if they move on past Duke? I do. I think I honestly, like, Damn. Kansas is good, but I think if Duke plays Kansas, Duke wins. Like, I think the winner of this game wins. Really? Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm in the I'm the Oche Abaji train. I like that. That guy can take my girl to dinner. <laughs> wins me wins me my bracket. I love I'm it. Yeah, 100%, man. 100%. I love you, Lauren. 100%. <laughs> you guys want to talk about uh, some FIFA before we uh, wrap this uh, episode up here? Yeah. In Canada, what do you think about Real uh, quick. Huge huge Real for quick. them. They're they're going to the World Cup. For the first time in like what since eighty six or something or since the eighties or something crazy like that. Thirty six to thirty eight years, I think it was. Insane. Yeah. Insane. Way to go, Canada. Their pool's looking a little tough though. Yeah, incredible accomplishment, but uh, I think uh, I think it's about as far as we get because <laughs> Belgium, obviously, they're one of the best teams. Wagon. One of the best teams yep. in the whole tournament. One of the best nations. Croatia. Croatia's criminally underrated. Yeah. Everyone that all, all my friends that are diehard soccer fans, football fans, if you will, um, I'll say, I'll say Croatia is also a wagon. Morocco's no sleeper team either. Like no one, th- like they have a couple studs on their team as well. So I don't know about uh, Canada though. Like look what they're but doing. If they like, make top it team through, in Concacaf. Like uh, yeah, no one really was expecting that, and uh, they've got this kind of dream run going. Like something like. What if they pull a St. Peter's except uh, I go all the way there? Yeah. <laughs> you never know. Well, I don't think anybody expects them to win, but, but, uh, even if they get getting out, out of that, that getting out of the group stage shit. would be a, would be a, be would be a really great accomplishment. But even we'll just see. be there, even just to be there is like, holy smokes. Yeah. These guys are, I got uh, somebody, you know, we got somebody to cheer for here. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to yeah. like, go back like six generations and cheer for Portugal. You know what I mean? So yeah, <laughs> that's like me with team France, dude. Like those I'm guys are stacked. It's like two generations, but like still, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Fair enough. All right, let's get into our final picks before we wrap up the show. Yeah, I know DK's got a whole bunch of picks. Stu, you probably got some picks. Let's uh, let's start with Stu. How about that? And then I'll get mine and then we'll let DK uh, wrap it up there at the end. Wrap it up. So what do you got, Stu? Let me start it off with this. As of April 4th, new regulations regarding gambling in ontario is that is that what's happening yep. i don't know that that screwed me up though on the screwed app screwed me like, oh, i have bets. like four i have like four futures that i'm all like confident in and yeah. they're all getting risk especially this one listen to this i took mo cider like two months ago rookie for rookie of the year to win the calder at plus 300 he's now a heavy favorite i can't even get close to the same price and yeah. i'm just gonna get my money there's no cash out available for some reason i'm just gonna get my money back on that and i would have won most likely. Yeah, so how but, does that even work? You get your money back and then you can't put it down for the same amount? Like, that's kind of... Well, bullshit. if there is a cash out available, they would give you the cash out price, but for some reason, they're not giving me the cash out price on most side of the shafty. Anyways, that's yeah. bad 365, but I don't know. It's probably not their Stupid. fault. But anyways, I got Blue Jays to win the World Series. I already said the Rangers. That's kind of a long shot. I don't know if I'd recommend, but if you're feeling if you're feeling <laughs> the Shesterkin, Daddy Shesterks takes it the distance, then hey, drop a little, drop a little dough. Of course, I got Mo Cider, but I don't know if the value is really there anymore. It might, maybe it, maybe it's even a, a good pick to take Zegris right now, even just because he seems to be getting doing well in the last couple of weeks. He got his fucking another Michigan goal like the other night. So, um, 
yeah guys crazy. riding some confidence right now so like maybe he like pulls back and gets back in the race a little bit um and then i have i did take the sixers when they made that trade i don't know how confident i am for the sixers bet anymore but i have the sixers to win the nba title but i'm not i'm not mad if that one get if they give me my wager back on that one to be honest <laughs> oh all right i got a bunch of ufc picks here um, but uh, first I'll go with one of my futures bets, which is uh, the Calgary Flames there winning the Stanley Cup. And uh, we talked about that a bit earlier, but when it comes to UFC here, I got a huge 16 parlay. And, uh, but that's because the three, um, like uh, the main card is stacked with these huge favorites. And I, I confident and confident. What's that? I said, you've hit them before. Yeah, yeah, no, I have hit them before. So, like, uh, you know, maybe throw some money down on it. You never know. You never know. But, uh, yeah, there's some huge favorites. So, like, when you put your money in a parlay with that, you're not getting much return. So, I threw in uh, on top of Chemaya, Volkanovsky, and Yan. I've got Duran, Santos, and Tibera for that 16 parlay. And then I also had a three-team parlay, which is now a two-team parlay, because uh, I think the Duplessis fight got canceled. I'm not too sure what happened there, but uh, there was – Supposed to be a fight between um, who was it again? Gastelum versus yeah, Aminov was supposed to fight, and that got canceled. And that Duplessis was supposed to come in, and that got canceled too. Yep. So that's gone. But uh, I did have a three-team parlay of all underdogs. Now it's two-team. Mickey Gal's gonna go up against Mike Mallet. I think Gal's taking it, and then also I got uh, Tibera on this one against Rosenstruck. I think someone's getting knocked out that fight. I'm going with the underdog. It's a uh, plus one twenty five for uh, Tibera, and then you know risk it for a biscuit. You never know. Been getting lucky, lucky on these UFC bets in the past, so we're firing it. We're firing. No, nah, you're just the sports almanac, dude. You just you know <laughs> you see the future. Say it's yeah, not d- luck when you've done it more than once, buddy. <laughs> yeah, well, it's been going well lately. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. So uh, DK, we're uh, gonna let you wrap it up here. We will get your picks in, and then I'll kind of end it off. So quick, shameless plug. At Dylan Kelly Show, if you want my picks for all the games every single day, all my socials, Instagram, Twitter, I post videos literally every day, all in under one minute. I usually give out three to four picks, parlays, dogs, whatever you need. But I did place a few futures bets back in February. February 19th, your boy hit Justin Thomas to win the Masters at plus 1,400. Justin Thomas, Tiger Woods boy, you think he doesn't want to win it and show off for Tiger? I think he does. I put down Xander Shoffley to win the Masters. Plus 1,800. This guy shows up in every single big tournament there possibly is. He plays hard courses so well. This guy is in the, in the, on the leaderboard, at the top of the leaderboard, in every single hard course. And I don't know if you guys know about this, but Augusta and the Masters is one of the hardest courses that these boys will play at all season long. Another uh, futures bet that I put in on February 3rd, plus 700. Milwaukee Bucks to go back to back. I really like that pick. I think the Bucks are the best in the league. I think... As much as you say, like, uh, there's other great teams. Phoenix Suns are a great team, too, this year. But I think Giannis Antetokounmpo, best player in the league. I think there's almost no question about it. He can carry it. We watched it happen with Kawhi. You have the best player in the league. You always have a chance to win the championship. So Milwaukee Bucks plus 700. I know I'm going against your your pick there with the 76ers, especially in the East. But at the same point, that's just my – those are my futures picks. I got the Masters picks. I got the NBA futures pick. I wish I had an NHL team to say that I was going to pick the futures with, but I just I want to wait. I want to wait till the start of playoffs, get the odds open. Another thing, like you said, April fourth, it starts. That shouldn't change anything in terms of bet three sixty five. They should still pay you out as a winner and everything like that. The only thing that's opened up 
now is that it's legal. So, like, the score bet's coming in. Caesars is coming in. MGM will probably make an appearance in terms of downloading an app. It's just for the longest time, technically, like, betting on Betway and Bet365 isn't the most legal thing. Like, it is. There's loopholes here and there. But it's like I've been doing it for years. I'm going to switch over to the score bet on April 4th. And if you if you're following this podcast, you should probably go on the score bet because that's where I'm going to get all my odds. And I'm not that one to be like, hey, get your odds here. I shop around odds. No, no, no. Whatever app I'm on is going to be the odds that I get. Right on. Well, uh, make sure you get those picks in and uh, gamble responsibly. Just kidding about the responsible part, though. It's full set or no set on the Box on Ducks show. And uh, make sure to check out the other shows on the uh, Showbile podcast network on showbile.com. And uh, if you can't be cool, be careful. And if you can't be good, be good at it.